Okay, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, continuing together our study uh, the book of Colossians, just uh, uh, to, to, to review again and see, I know we're, we're chapter three and chapter three is still kind of a little bit long, but uh, and then chapter four is the end of the, of the, of the, of the epistle. Uh, Colossians, again, just to remember, again, small city, small church, church that has not been established by, by Paul himself. Uh, he heard the news about it, uh, did not ignore it, did not uh, say it's not my business. He rushed into actually writing to them to uh, refute the problems and the, the conditions and the issues and uh, bring them back again, bring their mind again, as we've been seeing, into the mind of Christ into the Christianity. We said that uh, the 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 uh, struggling with wrong teaching, with Gnosticism, with uh, with uh, either uh, going through really uh, hating and, and and abusing the body in a way, or uh, the opposite side of of just like the body is is the matter is evil, so might as well just do whatever in order to uh, just you know nobody cares about the body. What's important is the, the the spirit and then start to to cry st paul starting with 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 uh acknowledging that acknowledging that they are good and they are faithful and then uh starting to remind them again who christ is in chapter one that he is the image of god that he is the creator that he is the the seal the 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 the, the son of his love of, of the love of god the, the, the source of everything, and then moving on to this into giving them more of, as he always says, and as he always starts, more of a dogmatic, more of a theology, more of a teaching into who we are and what we have and, uh, and how we are renewed and how we are uh, uh, born again and all those things. Coming to, to, the, to this passage of, of chapter three, as we, we said before, that he starts to say that if you were, if you were dead with him, then you need to, 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 to live in such a way. And then he move on from being, uh, if you've died with him into if you were, as we said in chapter three, the beginning, that if then you were raised with him, then set your mind on him. And then comes this specific passage of chapter three, Colossians chapter three, which what we called before the chapter of self-evaluation into now more of the practical application of everything else that he's been, he's been teaching them. So he started with the dogma, start with the theology, start with the, with, the, with the teaching. And as he always does, then he moves on from this into a different tone, different style, different way of, of, of preaching into actually, if you know all this, these things, if you're born again, if you've raised with him, if you've died with him, then you ought to walk in this way. So chapter, the end of the rest of chapter three is more very, very, very practical, practical uh, 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 instructions. Specifically, again, if we if we move on or if we take it from the beginning of the what he started with, which is if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. And then he goes on. Okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean to seek those things which are above? And that's why he 
start from, from verse uh, five into the rest of the chapter of all actual practical instructions, what to do, what to do. So as if he's starting to say that in order to, to, to uh, 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 yes, you are raised with him. Yes, you are born again. Yes, you have all those things, but don't be fooled because it's not that easy. It's not that easy. There is, there is an effort to do. There's something for you to do. It's not that just like, okay, we've been born again. So that's it. You just have to relax. No, actually that puts what more pressure, puts more pressure because now you are asked to do so and so and so. So as if he's saying that, that this is actually the, 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 the key, what does it mean that we were raised with him? Because if we were raised with him, now we have to actually be, walk in certain way, act in certain way, behave in certain way. So this is what we're going to go through today is more of an actual practical way. That's why we said in the beginning that this chapter is the chapter of self-evaluation. That the, the fathers always remind us that we need to read this every once in a while, because as you as we'll go through the text, you'll see that uh, that it is uh, it is actually very, very practical and hits hits the, the, the spot right away. Hits exactly like what and how we should be behaving, how we should be walking, as he says. So let's read. Uh, from five, let's read from the beginning of the chapter. Again, Colossians chapter uh, three, let's be, read from the beginning and then move on till the, the, the part that we want to stop at today. So we'll read from one till uh, 11 and, and, and we'll go from there. Uh, you have the text in front of you from the, from the Coptic reader. I'm gonna read it actually from the ESV also so you can have a little bit different uh, translation of that. In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And, and, and take a note here how this translation actually mentioned that when Christ who is your life, so that, that, that very, very clear that, you know, that Christ is, that's like another name, Christ is our life, right? And, and, and if you just paid attention to the, to the prayer that you pray in the litany of the gospel, that at the end of this, we say what, for you are what? The life of us all, right? The salvation of us all the healing of us all and the resurrection of us all. So the church always reminds us of that every time we are praying the litany before the gospel. Right? At the end of the litany of the gospel, we say, for you are the life of us all, the salvation of us all, the healing of us all, the resurrection of us all. Something just to keep in mind, because again, what we, what, if we really pay attention to the liturgical service, you see that it's very, very, very biblical. And it's actually hits on the point and remind us again of the actual teaching of that. So here again, he says, put to death, therefore, or when Christ, in verse four, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And then goes on the passage of today. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked, when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, 
obscene talk from your mouth, which is filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave free, but Christ is all and in all. Let's just stop at this point and see what we have here. So again, he starts by, if you have risen with Christ, right? Then, then because of that, seek, set your mind on things and goes on again for the same point again. For you have died and your life is hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. And then as of verse five, as we said, he starts to list those things. The first thing that he's doing here, that he's doing what? He's, he's, he's pointing out the positives or the negative again. He, he's pointing out, for, first of all, the what? The things that needs to be stopped, right? Eradicated, removed. Why is that? Why he doesn't start with the good things first? What do you think? Hello, the person This is the first step in the-, in the More of natural, yes. Go ahead, Dr. Sadiq, yes. This is the first step in the spiritual life yes. to get rid of what is negative and then proceed to what is positive. Exactly, exactly. First step in the spiritual life, as, as, as Dr. Samir is saying, the first practice, you know, I can't just jump into, okay, I need to do this and this and this and that, okay? Before doing that, I need to do what? To remove first. Again, the idea again of emptying before being, Filled, right? And it's very, very clear because a lot of times, and this is something that we all fall into. We need to change things. So we rush into, okay, I will have to do this and this and that. And I don't even take the time to do what? To go back and look and see what needs to be removed first. And because of that, what happened, right? When we jump into starting a new virtue or a new uh, practice or something, what happens? Not, not, stopping and stepping back and taking a look at what needs to be removed first. Hmm? We fail. It doesn't last. Why? Because we're trying to change things just from the, from the outside. So here is his, 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 St. Paul is putting a very, very, very important principle, which is in order to be filled, you have to first take a step back and look at things and remove those things first. So that's why he started with the negativity, he started with all the list of, of, of those things. The list actually is all in the first word, right? So why am I saying that? Right? If you go to, to verse five, uh, Bishoy, please. He starts with what? He starts with sexual immorality, or here he starts with fornication, and then goes on to what? Which are all those things are pretty much the same as the first word. So he starts with that, with that, with that idea of the general, and then he goes on into the details. But if you look at it, they're all the same. They're all the same. And this is another very, very, very good, good example and good principle that he's trying to do. What is he trying to do here by doing that? What's the difference again between, between fornication and uncleanness and passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. So 
Well, idolatry, what's the difference between idolatry and between fornication? What is he trying to say? What is he trying to do by listing this specific list? Say again. All sins is equal. Okay, that's one thing, but there is more into that. There is more into that. What is he trying to do? Hmm? Deep cleaning, okay. Okay. We can do that also, but something else. What is it? Hmm? They all take you away, okay? Yes. Be sure. One something that doesn't belong to you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Very good. Bishoy is saying that everything it's all it's about desire for me, something that I want for myself, right? Something that I want for myself. That's very good. But there's something else also. Yes, Magdi. Uh, Members. Okay. Because this is the origin of all these vices. Okay. Is he really talking here about sexual action itself, like the physical sexual action, physical sexual sin, or something else? Desires of the body, which is, again, what? What is the desire? What, what, why there is desire of the body? What is he trying to reach? There's all these vices. No, there's something else. What is the actual problem from the old time, from the Old Testament about people who left God? What, why? Why did they remove, why did they cut the relationship with God? Because of what? Idolatry. Idolatry, exactly. Because of, he, he said this in, in the book of Hosea and the book of Ezekiel and the book, throughout the Old Testament, he is saying that when you leave me and go and, 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 and worship other idols, this is exactly what, Idolatry. This is exactly fornication. This is exactly sexual immorality. Because you are, I am your husband and you are my wife. So when you leave me and go and, and, and live with other kings and with other idols, you are actually committing adultery. So what St. Paul is saying here that, that this is a metaphor of that basically meaning that you are going to worship and to follow other gods than me. And that is the key for everything. So it's not, when we read this, let's not just go right away and jump into the actual sexual immorality. This is all like it's a metaphor of something much, much bigger than that. The, much, the one thing that is bigger than that is what? That he said this in Hosea. Like, look at, for example, just to clarify what I'm trying to say, Ezekiel 16, 23. If somebody can read Ezekiel, or, or uh, uh, if you can bring it on the screen here. Ezekiel 16, 23. Something that is 23 and 24, something that is actually summarized the whole relationship and the whole view of God with his people. This is why St. Paul is actually starting with that, starting with, with the idea of, of, of first thing to do is to stop sexual immorality. Again, it's not just about the action of the sexual sin. It's much, much more than that. It's much deeper than that. Ezekiel 16, 23 and 24 says what? 
That's okay. Go ahead and read it. David, if you can read it, please. 23 and then 24. That you also built for yourself a shrine and made a high place for yourself in every street. Okay, continue. You built your high places at the head of every road and made your beauty be a glory. You offered yourself to everyone who passed by and multiplied your acts. So he calls that what? Harlotry. What is he talking about here? He's not talking about the sexual action. He's talking about what? Idol worshiping, which is what? Worshiping, worshiping other gods, worshiping other kings. That's the whole idea. So when St. Paul comes back again in Colossians and said, you know, remember and be careful, and especially be careful, start with idolatry and starts with, with, with fornication, start with, with, with this. He's trying to say that this is actually the base of this is what is you are getting and finding and declaring yourself other gods that you are worshiping. This is to me in my eyes, the eyes of God is what is harlotry. But we jump right away into the sexual action, the sexual sin. That's not about the sexual sin. It's much, much more than that. Because all what comes after this based from that I choose to myself what? Exactly as he said here. Where did it go? Sorry. <laughs> You're back again. Let me read it here again. It's all out of this. In Ezekiel 16, it's very, very clear. It's all out of this that you have done. After all your wickedness, woe, woe to you, declares the Lord. You built yourself a vaulted chamber and made yourself a lofty place in every square. At the head of every street, you built your lofty place and made your beauty an abomination offering yourself to any passerby and multiplying your whoring. That's what they did. They started to, to bring another temple to, to worship other gods. So St. Paul is saying, remember, if, uh, that goes along exactly with what we said last week or last time, which is what sets your mind on, on God, on Christ. So if we are not setting our mind of God, if we are following other gods, if we make for ourselves other idols, this is in the eyes of God is what? Harlotry. And that's all the book of Hosea. That's all the book of Hosea. But with that comes the book of Hosea again, all the beauty, the go and take for yourself a woman, a harlot, a prostitute, and bring it, bring her back, and she will become your wife, and I will love her, and I will forgive her. And I will. this is exactly the story of, of humanity. So when we go back again to, the, to Colossians here, that makes sense now. He's not just talking about, about the, 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 the actual sexual sin, but he's talking about something that's much deeper than that, as Dream just said. That when you leave me and go and obey and go and worship and go and make for yourself other gods, this is exactly adultery. And that's another principle that he is establishing for us that we, we, a lot of times, we just try to look at things from the outside, but not knowing what's behind it. I might have said this before, but I was, I, I, I remember this very, very well. I was talking to, to one of the great fathers, uh, when I'm sure in, in Sydney, and I was talking to him, I, I was visiting him, he's my uncle. 
few years ago and I was telling him like, Abuna, why, why, why all the people now and the, the sin of, of pornography and, and sexual um, immorality is very, very, very widespread among every, every sector, whether you're married or alone or single or boy or a girl, male or female, it's just eating our congregations and our people, our society. And he, he, he replied in just one simple answer. He said to me in Arabic, they didn't taste the sweetness of Christ. And that's why if I am not tasting the sweetness of Christ, I'll go and find for myself another God. And if I find another God, I'll find myself actually following and falling and falling into that spiral into other things. So that's why when, 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 you, when you look at, at Colossians again, chapter three, and he starts with this, put to death, therefore, what is earthy in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. This is all, again, he's trying to see what, that this is all, the root of this is what? You are following other gods, basically. Following other gods. And then you're trying to fill that desire. Again, you haven't tasted yet the sweetness of Christ. And you can see this again in the general scope of the relationship with God. And, and, and if we keep that in mind that any, again, when we choose other God than him, that is idolatry. Yes, go ahead, David. Right. Right. Yes. When you idolize yourself or you idolize things, any other thing, when you idolize this, then you become, as Bishoy was saying, it becomes all self-centered life. Right. And if I'm self-centered life, then everything else will fall down. Right. Because I need to continuously satisfy myself. And that's why you, you see this list just, it makes so much sense now. It makes so much sense, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I see that sweetness. Uh, also, it's not the sweetness, you said the price. The sweetness the of Christ. Christ. not having uh, seen that and being able to thank, thank God instead of their looking inward. Right. And if they were to see that thank God for what they have, they would not be doing it. They would that. not be doing that, yes, exactly. Exactly. You, you'll be, you'll have that contentment in Christ. If I see, if I taste, if I live, if my relationship, my practice is an actual living relationship, not just practice from the outside. And that's what he's trying to say here. If you have risen with Christ, then you have to behave this way. I can't just say that I'm Christian. I, 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 I'm baptized. I'm this and that. And I am not able to do this. That's why we'll see later on. He said that this thing that you are walking and living into it, it becomes a, 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 a lifestyle. How could you have a lifestyle and you claim that you were risen with Christ? So what he's trying to say here in this passage that there has to be a radical change. I cannot claim that I am Christian. I cannot claim that I that I that I'm living the resurrection of Christ and I am all living as a self-centered life. And as Myrna was saying, now he's saying that everything, the base of everything again is that, that selfishness, that selfishness. And you can see that this is actually the actual problem for everything, everything, starting from, 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 from you know, 
problems within the couple, into problems within families, into problems within everything. It's all because of that. And as we were saying, again, all those things, again, is desiring what is not mine. I want something that's not mine. And if I want something that's not mine, I will do whatever it takes to obtain this. But the sad part that I'm never satisfied. And it keeps going, it keeps going. So this is one thing that is very important in this, in this passage that he's saying that again, that, that do not be fooled. Don't be fooled because you were risen with Christ because then that means that you actually have what? Have work to do, have work to do. Start by cleansing, start by, by, by uprooting, start by removing. But in order to do this, I have to do what? I have to actually sit and find out and exactly face that issue and know exactly what is it that I'm struggling with. Because it's very, very easy to, 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 to kind of like have that self-satisfaction. I'm okay, I'm okay. But when you look at the things from that general wider scope, it's like, no, we're not okay. Things need to be done. And that's why later on, as you see, that we need to be renewed and that renewal is a continuous action as he as he as he 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 moves on after this. But this is something that's very important at the beginning, which is again starting about that. If you really claim that you are enjoying the resurrection and living in the resurrection, start by looking into yourself. And start first of all by looking by declaring again that I am God. He is the only God, and there are no other gods. And that's that's the main and that's the, the one commandment: love God from all your because once you don't, if, you, if, you, if, we, if we don't do that, then we are going without noticing into what, as he said, into harlotry. As bad as it sounds and as awful as it sounds, but in, that, in, in God's eyes, that's what it is. That's, that's what it is. In, in Isaiah, there is a beautiful verse. It says, you don't call me, you no longer call me Baal, but you call me Lord. Right? What is the difference? Baal is the master that I, I belong to and, and he has control. But, but husband, there's, there's a different meaning. There's a different meaning. Where's this verse? Let, let, let's, let's put it out here. Dr. Samir, help me out here. Which verse is that in Isaiah? That right? It's a beautiful verse, actually. So Since we're talking about this, I think it's uh, towards the end. But this, that brings the, uh, the idea again of, of what God is looking for, that he wants that relationship. He wants that, that relationship between a husband and a wife. And as we said before, that, uh, that, uh, that, that, the word itself of knowing God is the same word of knowing God is the same word of knowing a wife and a husband, that intimate relationship. Imagine that. Let's bring this verse here because it's, uh, it's really, really important and fits in exactly. I can't find it now, but yeah. we'll get to it. I will, uh, we'll get it. One second. We'll get it. 
Isaiah. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, 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 uh, we'll get back to it. No, but there is one also in Isaiah also. Yes. Hosea all talks about this. All Hosea talks about this, of, of, of that. But he, he moves on with that. Let, let's move on and we'll get back to this verse again. He moves on with that, that this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do, right? That you need to, 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 to eradicate that. And here, all the list of this is basically, again, the root of that is living a self-centered life. Living a life that is that 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 there are other gods that I am choosing to to uh, obey and to follow versus versus God Himself versus Christ Himself, and then he moves on with this into something that is 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 something that's very important. As I was saying, in verse six it says, again, put to death therefore what is earthy in you, sexual immorality, and then it goes on. And then verse six, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you two once walked when you were living in them. In these two once walked when you were living in them. Why here he's saying that, that, that both function of walking and living. Why is that? What do you think? In verse seven, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. What's the significance of both walking and living? What do you think? Say again. Yes. Yes, in a way that he's saying that this is what you're supposed to be doing with what? With Christ. But you left him and you walked and lived according to your own ideas, your own thoughts, your own desires, right? You can see this very clear when if you go back again to, to chapter, uh, the chap chapter two, the chapter before this in verse six, okay? look, compare this verse with, with, with Colossians 2.6. If you bring Colossians 2.6, it says what? As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. So instead of walking in Christ, they are walking now, we're in sin. And as if he's trying to say what the decision is, is yours. Which way you want to walk in. You're supposed to walk in Christ. But you, you left that and you chose, you chose to walk according to the lusts of the body and the desires of the body. See where he's trying to work with the words again? And then he goes on into more, more depth also. And another list of other, of other issues. And these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. And here he's using the same word that he used where earlier on in the, in the, in the, in the, in the epistle. It says, put off. And we said that he already, Christ has done this already for us, if you remember that, right? So now he's repeating the same thing again. In these you two once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and absence talk from your mouth. 
And again, that another list. What what's the difference between the first list and the second list? First one is five, the second one. Five and six. Okay, good point. <laughs> Thanks, Magdi. What else? What else? Oh, mine. That's a very good point. The first one is actions, right? And the first one, if also we take it as it was a metaphor between, between God and his people, then it's the direction, right? It's a lifestyle. But then these, that, that list is what is all in the mind, the battle of the mind, right? It starts with the mind, whether if it is anger or it is uh, uh, wrath, malice, slander, all those things start with the mind. So here he's saying that what that that first of all you need to, in order to correct. Let's look at this list as again something that he's trying to have the people correct their path, correct their walk. We talked that they are walking in sin instead of walking in Christ. Number one, make sure that you what you are obeying and you are following and you are worshiping the only one God. Because if you do this and you set for yourself other, other gods, other kings, other, you're idolizing whatever, you are committing what? Adultery. Number two is after doing this, you need to set the mind again and keep the mind pure. And that's why at the end of each liturgy, at the end of each, the, the prayer of the fraction, we come up with this list to purify our thoughts, our minds, our consciences, our thoughts, our life, our everything. This is the last prayer that we pray before what? For communion. And that's what he's trying to say here again. Number one is set, know exactly who is your God. That you are, as St. Paul says later on, that you are what? His, we are his bride, pure for him and for him alone. And we can't choose both. And number two, keep the mind what? Pure. Pure. Whenever there's something that will add, what is it? You know, a lot of times, you know, we deal with anger, for example. I said, like, you know, Abuna, I cannot stop. You know, I'm really struggling being angry. And I tried everything, right? But have we tried to look at actually what is the reason for me that I'm angry? What's, again, what's, what's beneath that? It's easier just to try to deal with things from the top. And okay, I will try to control myself. Okay, good luck with that. But we never get into the depth of why I am angry. And you'll see other things. Some of them, and as the church father says, especially with anger, some of them that I am empty. I'm not content. So I keep trying to get something to make me, to feel that I am full, that I am filled. And I don't get this, so I'm getting more and more and more. And because I can't get more and more and more, I get angry. I'm angry at myself, angry at people, angry at God, angry at the world, angry at every single thing. Because there is an emptiness inside that is never being filled. That's just an example. I'm struggling with, with bad language, as he says here. That's one of the things that he's talking about here. Foul mouth, right? Why is that? Okay, I will start and try to stop swearing. Okay, very good. But why am I swearing? Why do I have bad language? Where is, where is the root of that? So St. Paul here is again establishing another very good principle is look at the 
find the root of the problem. Find the root of the problem. But it's easier just to try to work with things from the surface, just try to put a bandaid on a deep cut. It doesn't work. What am I listening to? What am I hearing? What am I watching? What is actually affecting me so I can, as, as Christ said, you know, from the, from the what? Of the heart comes the, right? So this is, this is what's happening, what's affecting that? Why am I jealous? Why am I always comparing? Lot of lot of lot of the of the of the one of the big issues that we all have sometimes and we try to ignore is that self-worthlessness, right? Or very, very, very low self-esteem. So I try to be like the others. And by trying to be by the others, I, I, I keep living a different life. And I'm not relating to myself, to what's the actual problem. So what he's trying to say here again, all those things are very, very deep and very important, but there is a reason for that. And that's why he started with, again, what? Set your mind on Christ. Do not choose another God because you are actually falling into idolatry. And then he moves on with that, that, that again, and, and, and that's why he says it also in, in, in the language itself, in the, in the word itself, put, but now you must put them all away. Put them all away. And, and see the text said, but now you must, now after what? After knowing that you died with him, after knowing that you were risen with him, after knowing that you cannot choose another God other than him, after all those things, now it becomes what? Logic to put them away. What we do always is we do the opposite. Right? We want to put them away first, but for what reason? Why, why I want to put anger away and wrath and malice? You know, one of the things that we always struggle with, and, 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 and it's, you know, those of you who are confessing, it's probably the same thing that we confess over and over and over and over again, that you know, I'm gossiping, for example, or judging, for example. And what, that's what he's trying to say here, put them away. But before you put them away, you need to know again, you need to evaluate the whole idea. And that's why I'm saying this chapter is a beautiful chapter to read it on a regular basis as a self-evaluation chapter. Because it, it puts everything very clear. You must, but now you must, and, and look at the language again, but now you must, based on what, why I must, Based on what? And why is he saying this? Not like, again, I, I like to go a little deeper in the language itself. In the beginning, he said in, 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 in five, in verse five, put to death, therefore, what is earthly on you, sexual, this, right? And then he, he talked about this and he talked about these you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Why in this particular verse he's saying, now you must? Because, because this is based on all what I've been saying. Now the, 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 the relationship is clear. The, the, the rule of the, of, the, of the game, if I may say, is clear. We know the rules. So you must obey the rules. Now you must put those away. 
And then he goes on again, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This is a beautiful way to, 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 to summarize that again. Because again, very easy for somebody to say, okay, like after looking at this, this big list, very easy for someone to say what? It is heart, right? It is heart. So the answer to it is hard is what in this particular passage. Now, in, in what is what what is he saying? Is he saying that this is really something hard to do or something that is comes as a result of what? Result of of a setting your mind of the relationship, right? It becomes a natural thing. It, it's very clear, actually, if we, if we look at, at, you see that this is the, the same mindset of St. Paul in, ver, in different things. And spe specifically in, in, in Galatians. So if you look at Galatians 3, 27 and 28, and link into this particular passage, you see the relationship between that. And you see that more actually, more, more uh, elaborating on this, on this idea. Galatians 3, 27 and 28. If somebody can read it. So what is what what is what is he what is the link here between Galatians 3 and between uh, Colossians 3.10. What is he trying to say? Oh, let me read it again. For you, this is Galatians 3.26 to 28. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And this is exactly what he's ending Colossians, this particular message. Pretty much the same thing. What is the link between this and that? Okay. It's a cross. It's all that, 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 exactly. The holistic, right? The, 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 that they all became one in what? Through what? Through the baptism, right? And in the, into the, bapt, the baptism, then you are able to put off. This is something that's given to us. And this is the point that we need to, to understand that it's, it's something that is given to us. As I was reading this, actually, the, the, the way St. Paul is saying put off and put on, it's the actual literal things that he's been seeing when people were converting into, into, into coming into the church. They would actually take off their clothes, go into the baptism and put on, actually literally put on the new robe, the white robe. So he's not just saying things. He's actually looking at what he's been seeing in front of him. And it's not just the actual literal action of taking off the clothes and putting on the new robe, but this is actually what's happening also. So when we go back again and say, okay, Abuna, this big list is very, very hard to do. It's very, as we always say, very easy to, to be said than done, right? Let's remember again what we have. Let's remember who we are. Let's remember what God has given us. 
It will be very, very hard when we do this on our own. But here, St. Paul is saying something that is very, very important. Remember that you were before and now you are. It is given to you. Yes, you have to work. Yes, you have to be careful. But this is something, this is the new nature. This is the new man. Remember, we were reading Romans 8 last time, the natural man and the, the carnal man and the spiritual man. That's what he's talking about. That that carnal man is gone. Yes, he can come back again and he can take over again, but because I will let him do that. So the idea now, the point now is how can I keep that new man that was given to me already? You know, one of the things that we always hear when we hear like, okay, when we say, okay, God is, the commandment is so and so and so and so. And then we hear those things like, no, but Abuna, we are human beings. No, we're not human beings. We are citizens of heaven. We are the children of God. We've given, we've been taken, all those things. But because I am lazy, sorry to say that, I'm the first one, I refuse that new robe and throw it away and say it's easier to live like the old man. We don't know what we have. We don't know what we were given. And it's very easy to say, you know, shaitan shatr. We are human beings. Devil is very, very smart and very doing this and this and that. But do we really know who we are? Do we know what we've taken, what we've, we were given or not? And the proof of that is all those people that we are surrounded by. That's what St. Paul says in Hebrew. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that God has worked with them. Today is the, is the commemoration of St. Augustine, Austinus. Just look at the story of Augustine again. A man who lived all his life for everything. There's nothing that he didn't try. But he was able after this to be fully and radically transformed. Why is that? Well, that was Augustine, not me. Well, he's not coming from a different planet. He's not an alien. He is like me, like you and I. He lived the life of sin to the fullness. But he was able after this again to come and say what? I no longer desire anything or need anything. Why? Because I've known again, I've tasted the sweetness of Christ. That's the point. So let's not just, you know, be, be very passive, if I may say that. And say that this is, this is our nature. We just can't move on. Then by saying this, we're actually denying the whole work of the Lord, the whole work of the incarnation, the whole work of the restoration. And we're denying the new man that was given to us. And we're saying, you know what, this is, this is just you not, know I can't just do this. And that's why here in, 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 in this particular passage, he talks about this, that look, put off and have put, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Now he, he's, 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 he's linking or he's combining two words that are very, or two functions that are very important. Renewal and creator. Why is he bringing back again the creator again?
in verse 10, but have, but put on the new self, which is being renewed, which is being renewed. Again, be careful, notice the language, the grammar. Being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. What does that mean? Being renewed, what, what, does, it, what does it incline? Hmm? Continuous process, and what else? What else? Ongoing, ongoing process. Long? Ongoing. Ongoing process, ongoing process, right? But also it, it has a different inclination, different meaning, which is what? Being done, being renewed, right? It doesn't say renew yourself, right? But it's being renewed. What does that mean? Rem Reminding yes. us of the originality of us, like this is the way God created us. This is what we create. Yes, exactly. Bring it back to the creator, to Genesis, that you were created according to his image and to move on to his likeness. So that as the creator has done this, that is his job to continue to renew. It's not, again, I cannot do it myself. But I have to abide. I have to, to be obedient. I have to hold on to him in order for him to continue to do what? To do the work. So he's not saying that you must renew yourself, right? But he's saying what? Put on the new man that is being renewed. The actual verb is, is actually in the present. Present passive participle. If you want to know the actual grammar. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's being done. But it's continuous. And it's present. And this is something that we, we have to understand in our spiritual struggle. That that renewal process is being done. So where is my role here? If it's being done for me. What is my role? Hmm? Say again. Accepting. Acting on the knowledge within. Yes. What else? Keep it and protect it. And, and, and... and protect it. Exactly. Dr. Samir, you want to say something? Submit. Submit. Uh -huh. Submit. Exactly. Submit to the one that's being, that renewal process is not easy. That renewal process is painful. That renewal process is against your will. So submit. It's not just, it's not an easy process. It's not an enjoyable process all the time, to be honest with you. That renewal is hard. Again, back again to the what? To the pottery, the potter and the clay, right? And the process of renewing and the process of that clay that's been spoiled. But instead of throwing that clay away, the, the potter, what did he do? Renew it. He took the same lump. Mm -hmm. Back to Jeremiah again, the same lump said, we'll renew it. But that renewal requires me what to do what? Remember when we did that, uh, that uh, convention with Abuna Musa, he, his, his slideshow was all pictures, no text at all. The pictures of the actual process of renewal, remember? Of making the vessel, of stepping on the clay, of cutting the clay, of, of molding the clay, of throwing it in the, in the oven under the fire, in, 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 in moving the, 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 the wheel in order at the end to have that what? 
final vessel. It's not an easy process, but a lot of times we don't want this because we have our own way of being renewed. And that's why he said the only, and that's exactly, exactly what the father said. That's exactly what Athanasius said, that the only one who will be able to restore the nature is the one who created the nature. That's why he, he links the, the knowledge and the renewal with what? With the creator. Because there is no one else can do this. But a lot of times we think that we can do it, right? I'm gonna do certain things, maybe practice a couple of things, maybe go on a couple of trips, maybe pay some more tithe in the church, maybe, you know, do whatever, so I am renewed. No. No. It's not going to help. It might change the image a little bit, might make you feel good about it a little bit, might make people look at you in a different way a little bit. But you know what? That's, that's, not, the, who, that's not the creator who is renewing. And that's why here he ends this by that final, final thing in the passage. Okay, remove all those things, stop all those things. And before he starts the, the positive list after this, he, he takes a pause in the middle and said, be careful now. You need to put off and put on that image that's being renewed by the image of the creator. Now you're ready. Now you are that piece of long piece of clay that is ready to be what? mold to the image, back to the image and into the likeness. And that's why you start to do the things, the positive things that he's gonna talk about, all the positive practices. Because again, it's not gonna come out of what, or just, just, just from yourself, but it's that part of the process, part of the process. And that's why, that's why it's, it's very important to understand. Again, St. Paul here is, is not just saying things and saying practical, practical steps, but as he is mentioning this, he's actually setting very, very, very important principles of the spiritual struggle. Know who he is, know that he is the creator, know that, look into yourself and see exactly what needs to be pulled, what needs to be removed. Renew the idea again that God is the only God and I am his and he is mine. I couldn't find that, uh, that, uh, that verse, but I found another verse as I was just uh, skipping through or, or browsing through Isaiah. If you, if you just, just Isaiah 54 verse five. One is another beautiful, beautiful verse also. Isaiah 54 verse five. It goes along very well with what we're talking about here. If somebody can read it. Louder, Yusuf, louder, please. And, and slow, please, slow. Yes. Isaiah 54, 5. I'll read it one more time. For your maker, in a different language, different translation. Again, back against the point of being renewed. For your maker is your husband. Back again to the idea of what? That away from him is what? Is hard. It's very clear. Your maker is your husband. Like, why are you calling me my husband? Because you are mine. You are my bride. 
Well, it's not practical when we say that. How can we make that practical? It's the idea again of him that he is caring, that he is loving, that he wants the fullness. That's why, that's why he's, he wants us, each one of us, as his own bride, each one person, each person, not just talking about people. Here, the, 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 the language here is in the, in, the, in, the, in the single, not the plural. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. How beautiful is that? For a brief moment, I deserted you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. And then goes on and on and on. That, that love letter, love story. <laughs> That's what, again, as we said before, St. Paul is very, very, very much affected by the Old Testament as he's writing. So he has all those things in his mind as he's writing and as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So when he comes again to say again, take off the, the idolatry and this and this, he has Isaiah in his mind. He has Hosea in his mind. He has that idea very clear that your maker is your husband. So don't, don't go and play around and fool around somewhere else because you are committing adultery. But when you fix this, then other things will be fixed. See, when you fix that mindset that I am his and he is mine, he is my husband, I have to be faithful for him, then definitely I will, I will imitate him. My language, my action, my love, my relationship with others will, will flow from his love, will flow from him. And by doing that, you go on again that, remember, we're still struggling. We're still going again. We're still falling. But remember that you are being renewed, being renewed. Just, just hold on. Just hold on. Just don't run away from him. Don't run away from his hands. Even if that renewal process is what is painful, is against your wish, against your will. Again, as you said, we have no other option. <laughs> We have no other option. Either submit and being allow him to renew or live. Actually die away from him, not live away from him. Die away from him. And that's why he ends this passage before moving on to what's the positive. Okay, now you should do this and this and this and this. Put on as the chosen. Before this, he established that very, very important principle that remember that you are being renewed. So you have no excuse. Don't say that I can't do it. That's what he's trying to say, basically. Don't say that it's hard to do. No, it's not hard to do. It's hard when you are alone. It's hard when you disconnect yourself. It's hard when we are away from all the, 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 the ways of salvation, as we say in the literature. It's hard when we are not setting our mind on him. But when we submit to him, again, the sheep that submits to his, to the shepherd, you'll be carried. You'll be lifted. You'll be able to move on and to be renewed and to be the image of and the likeness going on into the likeness. So this is, this is that first passage or first part of Colossians 3. And then after this, that's why he said at the end that there is no difference because now we're all what? 
we're all renewed together. There is no, you know, this list of people is, is, is religious differences, religion differences, cultural, uh, everything. I was actually looking at the word Sikithias, which is actually worse than barbarians. I was reading the list of things that they used to do or that they, they, they would do, it's, it's, it's horrible. So if we're saying barbarians are this and this and that, now he's saying that this, that group of people is actually worse than that. But even those who are even worse than barbarian are what are able to be one and members of the same body. So again, saying, do not say that it is hard. Because if the word of God has reached those people who are worse than barbarians, <laughs> how about us? Yes, Meg. That's what I'm saying. It's group of, so he's, he's, he's talking about, about the, the barbarians. This group was actually people who lived outside Rome, but they were worse in their practices than the barbarians. Very, very, very gruesome uh, 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 and, 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 and violent and everything. Romans? No, not Romans. Group outside of that. I, I don't know what their nationality, but they actually, as the history said, that actually they march sometimes into into even up to the to the to Palestine and 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 started all their all their their, their work. So race of people that they are very 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 uh, inhuman. If I may say that, but he's trying to say that even that people who are very far away, they were able to be what to be in the group in the body as part of the renewal, as the part of putting on the new man. So there is no one that is away from the grace of God. There's no one that is away from the work of God that, say, that we can say, you know what? No, 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 these people are, there is no hope in them. They cannot be renewed. And that's why he said at the end of this, that who are what they're all, but Christ is all and in all. Christ is all, this is the base. Again, the idea of set your mind on Christ because he is all in all. Let's keep this in mind as, as we, we, we have the study. Let's, I, I hope again that we put the study into practical life. It's not just, okay, it's a beautiful study and it's good and this and that. How we can really walk, as he said, instead of walking in sin, walking in Christ. How we really know who we are, what we have. How we know that we're being renewed every day. Every time we come and every time we approach the mysteries, we're being renewed. We're taking that what they call the, 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 the medicine of what? Of immortality. The medicine of immortality that we are being renewed every time we take the communion. Do we understand this or not? Do we remember this or not? Do we pray about this or not? Or we're just standing in line and coming and taking communion and living after this, our life as normal as nothing has changed. And then we are very, very, very picky about, I drank water after midnight. Well, who cares? Sorry. It's not the drop of water that will make you think, it's the mind. Because if I understand this, I will definitely be careful. But we've been renewed, again, the medicine of immortality. That's what the fathers are saying about the, about the Eucharist. And that's how we've been renewed. Allow God to work in us and to give us the full, full wealth that we have, full richness that we have. And don't say, no, we don't. 
Because again, if he is talking about barbarian and, 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 and all those races, then we're all coming out of the same womb of the church of the baptism to be his children. Any questions? Sorry, five minutes late. Yeah, small addition, Abuna. And the Fikisians are the most savage group of the barbarians. They are, they are barbarians. Yes. And we can take them like Daesh, ISIS, and Taliban. <laughs> yes, yes. So they are, yes, they are part of the barbarian, but even worse than them. Yes. Worse than them, exactly, yes, yes. And that's why, again, that's why he, he listed that here, because it's very important for us. It's not just another name, another group of people. Now, if, this, if this group is being part of the body of Christ, so again, no, nobody has any excuse. If he's able to renew the most, most uh, 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 brutal group of people, then how about us? Just allow him to work. Yes. Yes, sure. Yes. Right. That area. Okay, so they are out as, as as I was saying, they're out of Rome, and they're further, but they they they, they were impacted by that also. Went everywhere else. Yes, yes. yes. very good. Thank you. Thanks to Google. <laughs> yes. No. North of the Black Sea, yes. Yes, right. Wedding to God, yes. As, yes, as he is. Right. Right. That's what he says, that your maker is your husband. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing verse. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that puts a different, total different basis on that relationship. Right. It's not just, okay, you know, that, that, that the power authoritative, you know, image that we have to, to, to submit regardless. No, that, 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 that loving relationship. When, he's, when he says that your maker is your husband, it's just beyond our understanding. Yes, David, one more thing, yes. Because what, hidden in Christ means that, that what's, what's, what is, what's been happening is all because of Christ, right? There are, there are a couple of things. One of them is hidden because it's not revealed the full glory yet, right? So it will be, as that's why he says, it will be revealed later on, right? In his glory. But part of it also that now it is hidden because, because the main reason and the main source of that life would be Christ, not us. So we are, we, we, we have to, 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 to put ourselves and to hide ourselves in him. So what is, what is, again, the same idea that he is the one that he's fighting for us, that he is the one that we, that he is giving us the righteousness, that he is the one that, that is the source of everything, right? But the more, the more meaning, again, that it's still hidden because it's not revealed yet, because it will, it's still in the process, in the progress, 
And that's the, our Orthodox faith also, that we are, yes, on his image, but that likeness we are still longing to. And all our life, and that's why St. Paul says that we will, to the fullness of Christ. That fullness, that, that is, that's a process. And that's why even the church father says that that fullness will even, will continue to move and to, to, to progress even in eternity, at eternity. It's not like in eternity, we'll okay, we, we, we're fine, we'll reach everything. Because that fullness is never, there is, there, is no, there is no limit to that fullness. And that's what the church fathers teach, that even in eternity, there is still growth. We're growing to that fullness. And that's a, that's a mind-blowing idea. That's not like, okay, here we are, we made it to heaven. I'm just going to sit, as I was reading one time, just going to sit on a lazy boy and relax and just praise and sing. And no, there is, there is work. There is progress. Continue the journey. Yes. Never ends. Never ends. That's why you have all everything with them into the into their tombs. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Hidden also have two meanings also. Yes. Hidden means it's not revealed to the world, not exposed to the world. And also it is not exposed even to us in in, in, in John Paris uh, uh, letter. Uh, he say in, in third chapter, our my our blood, we are not now children of God, and it not doesn't not until now appear what we shall be. Mm. Yes. In, uh, verse two. Yes. yes. Chapter three, verse two. Yes. First John three two. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but yes. we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him. So yes. 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 It's not revealed yet. We're not, we're not there yet. Right. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Samir. Yes. That's, that's a great verse to, 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 as a reference also. Anything else? <laughs> I like him more and more too. <laughs> David is saying, I like Paul more and more every time we have the, the, the session. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Let's pray. We'll continue next Friday, God. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Time. Ask the Lord to give us the power and give us the grace, Lord, to be renewed and to walk, Lord, in you as you want us to be. If we understand who we are and we realize the richness that we have, Lord, in order to, to follow you and to be moved to your, to your likeness. Hear our prayers, supplications, everyone. Those who are here, those who are with us, those who are struggling, those who have no one to remember them. Hear our prayers, the prayers of all your saints. In your name, here, Saints, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let me thank them. Give us this. We forget all the transgressions. Thanks to the King and the Father and the Lord for you. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.